we see 75% of the respondents to our survey having deployed apps in production. We'll see more uh, integration between uh, chatbots and, and video for live customer support. This and more on today's Communications Developer Zone as we talk with Aaron Syme about the state of WebRTC. Welcome to episode 32 of the Communications Developer Zone, a podcast exploring real-time communications and technology. I'm Alan Percy, your podcast host, and glad to have you along. This week, I had an opportunity to spend some time at the Illinois Institute of Technology Real-Time Communications event. The event is a deeply technical examination of the state of communications technology, exploring innovative new technologies, and an opportunity to network with others across the industry. While at the event, I caught up with a returning guest, Aaron Syme. He's the CEO and founder of Weber TC Ventures. So let's jump to my discussion with Aaron, discussing some of the content from his speaking session on the state of WebRTC. Uh, we're here at the uh, IIT Real-Time Communications event in Chicago this week, and I'm fortunate to be joined by Aaron Syme, uh, who uh, is the CEO and founder of WebRTC Ventures and, and, a, and a visitor, second visitor for our podcast. So, Aaron, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate it. It's good to be back. Yeah, well, you delivered a, a very interesting session uh, today here at the conference this afternoon uh, about you know the the state of the industry of the WebRTC, and I thought you know the listeners would like to learn a little bit more about what is the state of WebRTC, and you know obviously you're very keenly attached to what's happening in that space, and um, you shared um, four basic areas, um, you know the sources uh, and um, some background some use cases uh, on WebRTC, um, some technology trends, and, and some customer trends. So uh, if you don't mind, let's just get started with uh, some sources and background, and we'll go from there. Sure, absolutely. So uh, our company, WebRTC Ventures, is a custom design and development agency. So we're in, uh, and we focus on building uh, WebRTC and video-related applications. So we're in an interesting position in that a lot of people come to us asking for us to build their prototypes of their applications or work on an existing application. So it gives us some interesting insight into the industry as a whole. So uh, what what I've done in this in this uh, presentation, uh, and this is kind of the second year that we've done this, so we're also now looking over the course of last year and this year, is what are some of the trends that we see in the people who come and talk to us about building their applications, but also surveys that we've conducted, surveys we've been a part of, uh, public data sources, that sort of thing, and just try to get some sense of what are the different things that people are looking for. Uh, so there's, we've been able to collect through a number of sources uh, hundreds and thousands of data points, uh, depending on, on which source we're talking about here. And generally speaking, I mean, it's, I don't think it will come as a surprise to any of your listeners that WebRTC is growing and, and uh, there's a lot of, a lot of interest in, in WebRTC application development. And some of the use cases are changing a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about that, but a lot of them are staying the same. One of the uh, interesting numbers that I found last year uh, in a research report was looking at communication platform as a service revenue and predicting that going from uh, 
couple hundred million to maybe 1.7 billion uh, by 2020. And that kind of growth, growth curve is something that's uh, attractive to all of us. And we see uh, certainly trends uh, in people just building more applications, getting them out to production as well. For instance, we did a, uh, we, when we surveyed users last year, uh, in, in our own s survey, how many had deployed apps to production is about 43%. The rest were, were uh, primar uh, primarily learning and hobby projects. Uh, now we see 75% of the respondents to our survey having deployed apps in production and uh, about 80% of them saying that those apps have been successful um, as well. So, well, that's certainly encouraging. That's yeah, it is. I mean, definitely, I think people are, are doing more with it. They're ready to go beyond hobby projects. And so we're in an interesting phase in the industry where we're moving a little bit beyond prototypes. And, you know, certainly we see more and more people uh, asking for things like assessments and performance tuning and, and kind of thinking beyond just, can I do this and what? browsers can I do this in and those sorts of common questions in the earlier days of WebRTC to now how can I scale it right how can I make a real business out of this right right well that's a critical piece of it I mean you know getting past that early adopter jittery proof of concept uh, phase is really really important so mm -hmm. so let's move on let's talk a little bit about some of the use case trends you saw you had some um, really interesting ones I, I thought were um, uh, some of to be more expected, yeah. there's some really innovative ones too. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So let's start with, you know, kind of the more common ones, probably the ones that are more expected. Uh, certainly when we look at our own uh, internal sales data of, of people coming to us, largest percentage of people approaching us uh, about projects are related to telehealth applications and a close corollary to that, kind of the broader term of just remote expert platforms. Uh, so. That is a very common use case. We also see good amount around uh, broadcasting tools, and and of course, when you look uh, at the industry as as a whole, customer contact is huge. Um, those sorts of uh, communication tools and connecting WebRTC into the call center is very big uh, as well. Those are kind of the use cases that most people expect out of this. So maybe. Uh, you know, instead, what says there's you know still some use cases that we're expecting to see more of in the future. One, I'm, um, I'm I made this prediction last year, and I would I would say I was kind of wrong about it then in terms of it not arriving quite yet. But I, I stand by it as some point in the future that we'll see more mm -hmm. uh, integration between uh, chatbots and and video for live customer support. So, you know, triaging a customer support call with AI and bots initially and then moving to live support. So that's one area definitely I think we'll see more of, but also, um, you know, certainly the uh, Amazon Alexa devices have become really popular and, and are helping, I, th I think, well, at least in my own personal experience, even more so than Siri popularizing the idea of using voice control for things. And, and uh, so I think that also is an area that, you know, WebRTC is going to go beyond just video chat and one-on-one -on -one communications and also just be a transport layer for voice control of things, you know, being able to talk directly to the application instead of clicking. You know, and I think a key piece of that is the, 
the comfort level of the consumer, uh, his barrier has been broken. So mm -hmm. people are used to now talking to their devices and, uh, and are becoming much more accustomed to it, more comfortable with it. So it's probably going to open up not only Alexa applications, but we're probably going to see you know many other similar competitors that be voice-based yeah. communication applications, and eventually maybe even video, right? To you know avatar kind of video conversations with sure with devices. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think that that's definitely an up-and-coming use case for WebRTC. Um, I think a two two areas somewhat related to each other. Um, one definitely, there's a there is pr I think pretty widespread uh, recognition in, in the industry and and across uh, platform providers as well that field services or show me applications are going to be a huge use case for WebRTC and and if you're not familiar with the term it's it's basically when you have a um, you know one to one video chat but one person perhaps is the you know technician fixing your washer and dryer at your house mm -hmm. and they run into a problem they don't know how to diagnose. This, this did happen at our house once and I wish they could have you know, pulled up their phone and gone back right. to the expert. Instead, we had to wait a week or two to get an answer of what was wrong with our washer. And um, uh, so in this case, you know, the video chat is with a specialist back at company headquarters. And so it, it, you could think of it as well. That's just one-on-one -on -one video chat, but there are some some features that are more important in a scenario like that. Perhaps screen annotation and being able to draw on the live video to point out which wire to clip, that sort of thing, or being able to use both cameras uh, when you're dealing with a mobile app. Certainly, that uh, is going to have a large mobile focus on it. So that's an area that uh, definitely uh, industry research I've seen points to being a large growing area, and and, uh, and we see more applications with as well. Yeah, well, I, I definitely see that as being a, probably an area where there'd be a lot more innovation too and, and um, certainly then also building and recording because it's a typical kind of contact center interaction. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, yeah, that's interesting. And then moving on to one of my favorite topics which is IoT. <laughs> exactly, this one is queued up right for you. Um, yeah, I think you know, we've, we've been expecting for a while to see more integration in here and, and the data channel benefits of the WebRTC are really nice for communicating with remote devices, sending commands perhaps, and then sometimes you know also having that video component as well. We are starting to see actual work be, uh, be done in this area ourselves, and, and I know you are too, Alan, mm -hmm. so I think this is definitely uh, a use case that there's going to be a lot of creative WebRTC apps in the future. Right, right. Well, we're hoping to, hoping not only see the you know, wider adoption of WebRTC and the IoT devices, but we're, you know we're starting to see them create whole new uh, industry opportunities that um, just weren't possible before. Uh, you know, from ranging from healthcare and and some of the other vertical markets, you know, public safety and commercial. So, um, I think it's we'll start to see some uh, some of the hackathons. We'll probably start to see some of the you know really uh, innovative ideas that come out of those hackathons turn into real products over the next year or two. Yeah, definitely, I think so. Um, maybe we should move on to the to some technology trends? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so in here we, we looked at things like how often are people, um, through our own surveys as well as others, uh, how often are people using open source and custom applications, and um, there's definitely uh, variety of, of ways to implement your WebRTC app out there from custom to CPaaS. Uh, but certainly one thing that continues 
probably not surprisingly to be a dominant trend is that you're doing this in the browser. Um, the, uh, there's a, a WebRTC data set that uh, Sahi Levent-Levi um, uh, offers through BlogGeek that I looked at as one of the sources on this. and, and uh, In the around 1,000 companies that, that he looked at what their footprint was, 81% of them are in the browser and 15% did uh, both iOS, Android, and browser. So kind of that three, that triple combination is, is the one that you, know, you would expect to see the most of as things become more ubiquitous across devices. So actually I was a little surprised that maybe that's only uh, around 15%. You know, browser is still definitely dominating there. Um, and, um, but, but it seems like a lot of people still are kind of either choosing to do iOS or Android, maybe not both together uh, at this right. point. So I'd expect that to change over time, especially as uh, we see the mobile support for WebRTC changing. And that was um, an expected but still interesting uh, difference that we saw between our surveys last year and this year uh, in 2016. Biggest concerns on people's minds about WebRTC were Safari browser support, Internet Explorer support, mobile devices. Um, and those concerns in 2017 are, are much, much lower because even though we don't have full uh, compliance in, uh, to the standard in, in Safari yet, it's now we now at least know there's a road uh, forward on that from Apple. So that's really helpful. So now people are more concerned in our surveys around uh, things like uh, the business challenges of their application, turning it into a real app, uh, and then things like having a strong, reliable connection, the quality of the application, and, and a number of the data sources we looked at reiterated that, that uh, people are less concerned about device support and more around video quality now. Hmm. Well, that certainly, uh that shows a, probably a good trend in a sense there's more confidence in the technology and confidence in the browser, certainly, mm -hmm. uh, which, uh, which was a significant issue even through last year. So that's good. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, th I think it shows a conversation kind of changing from we can't use that here because of right. you know, some constraint that, that uh, incompatibility to, okay, we can use that here, but how can we make the quality higher? How can we deal with errors better? That sort of thing. Right, um, and and that's a good segue, perhaps, into um, some of the customer trends, uh, because we do see, uh, in in general, more um, uh, more enterprises getting into WebRTC and building applications as it's become more um, uh, just more widely used, more widely known through some of the social media aspects of WebRTC, uh, but but also. Uh, in the enterprise and unified communications, having just more adoption there. So now, you know, emphasize the in, in the emphasis on with enterprises is things around graceful degradation and error conditions, mm -hmm. maybe integration with other platforms, maybe traditional telephony, HIPAA compliance, and, uh, and the, uh, and the maturing of the tools. I think is probably a big piece of it. Mm -hmm. I, I know, you know, even just a couple of years ago, if an enterprise were to sit through some of the you know the how-to tutorials. I, I think they usually they're you know they're they were had a stunned look on their face of the level of complexity was involved in trying to use you know the the basic WebRTC APIs. So I think now some of the CPaaS platforms, some of the toolkits, um, especially the mobile toolkits, are much more mature, 
and it, and it, I think they can conceive of building custom applications, you know, for business applications w without an enormous heavy lift, mm -hmm. um, and or the cost of uh, of having them develop for for the organization. So, uh, I think all those probably contribute together and and have given them a much uh, more sound foundation to build their their uh, strategy on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that um, kind of led me to some uh, an interesting uh, thought uh, over the course of this year is 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 WebRTC becoming a commodity and is that a good or a bad thing? What does that mean for those of us who build WebRTC applications, either as service providers or platforms or or um, as the the product owners um, themselves? And uh, so here at the conference this morning, we had an interesting discussion around that point uh, in, in, in the session I presented at. And it, it, I think the consensus among, um, among us there, and this was basically my opinion too, is that, yeah, WebRTC is a commodity now in certain situations. And what we mean by that is that uh, it's so easy to use that you don't have to think about um, having a, a, certainly you don't have to think about having a VoIP engineer anymore in order to implement WebRTC, and that was kind of the whole point of WebRTC. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it's a good thing if it's becoming a bit of a commodity. Um, but I think also uh, there's, there's so much out there about WebRTC now that uh, you don't even really need a WebRTC person in order to implement WebRTC in the simplest scenarios, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it's very much a commodity. So, you know, if we're talking about um, things like, you know, WordPress plugins and sort of building block tools that, that use, uh, use WebRTC, I think it is a bit of a commodity in that sense. And that's good mm. because for those of us who are, are specialists in WebRTC, this means we're starting to get to work on some more interesting problems mm. perhaps mm -hmm. and bigger challenges because also the consensus among those of us talking about it today was that, well, yeah, it's a commodity in certain cases, but that's only because that aspect of WebRTC development is, is pretty well defined and pretty standardized at this point. So now uh, there's still a lot of creative work being done in things like IoT use cases, like mm -hmm. we talked about. You know, there's all sorts of other things that, you know, still require some some specialized knowledge beyond you know basic understanding of JavaScript. Right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that sort of brings you to the uh, you know to the. Um, the point where we're starting to look into your crystal ball, and um, maybe we can wrap wrap up with you know one, what's next with WebRTC, and uh, we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I think one thing that's next is that uh, there are a uh, a number of areas now where people are basically looking to build the same thing, and. Uh, and, and it's not it doesn't necessarily make sense for you know a thousand companies to invest in custom development of basically the same thing mm -hmm. when they don't really what they want and what what's unique to them is their business on top of that right there's there's platform opportunities here mm -hmm. basically is what I'm saying mm -hmm. is that you know in vertical markets you've got opportunities to build the platform for people doing this that just happens to be enabled by WebRTC right. so right. the conversation is less about um, you know how cool is WebRTC and stuff, but uh, you know what's a market where this is really helpful to? Where right now there's not a platform solution being built for that, and I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Right. 
Well, I think um, I think these communications-enabled business applications are where they're going to see more and more of that. You know, we're in, we're quickly inverting the model mm-hmm. from uh, you know horizontal communications platform, you know, the telephone, right, to a you know you go to your bank's website and you talk to an agent, and it's not a separate telephone call or a separate video chat or Skype call or anything. And those are all coming to fruition. We're starting to see those hit the street and hit the market. And I think people are going to become more and more accustomed to that where they go into uh, an application to maybe deposit a check and there's maybe an issue. And so they touch a button and an agent, you know, video session were to pop up. Or like you said, you know, the show me kind of application for customer support, uh, voice and video enabled. And uh, those are all the things that I think as consumers you can start to get more comfortable with. And as developers, you know, the audience for this, this is the opportunity. You know, this is the time when the tools have uh, been hardened and are uh, considerably easier to use than they were just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And this is the time, uh, you know, to start to think about, you know, how can I introduce um, this capability into some of my customer projects and start to talk to them about video enabling things. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good discussion. Well, Aaron, I want to thank you for spending a few minutes with us today and sharing this. Um, let's um, quickly give them, uh, give the listeners uh, a source where they can get a, uh, a deeper look at the slides that you've been sharing. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll be publishing all of this on our uh, blog at webrtc.ventures. Uh, there should be video from the presentation. We'll also be putting this together as slides and PowerPoint, uh, white paper form. That's great. Well, once again, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. And always enjoy your insight. Looking forward to next year when we get another peek at the at the trends. So thanks again. Thank you. All right.